Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon coming to you from Nashville. Hey everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. So thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. <laughs> we are joined in the studio today by Mr. John Esterly with Rare Buzz Effects. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, Billy, uh, Billy, 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 Billy is out uh, right now. He, I don't know where he's at, but he's not here tonight. Um, and that's okay. We've got a full house because we also have a fabulous guest. Guest, who are you? I am Phil with uh, Sex Cult Friends. Phil. All right. With Sex Cult Friends effects Woo-hoo! just to make sure because if you if you type in just oh. that it, it, you're gonna get a whole bunch of other stuff <laughs> trust me <laughs> went down that rabbit hole is that true oh yeah it, it, yeah you should you should uh Salacious. you should search your own <laughs> brand. <Why not? laughs> um minus a word yeah anyhow um so we're gonna have a, a fantastic show tonight a yabba dabba do time yes uh phil is the maker of something called the Bam B fuzz, as well as some other things. And uh, they're just really fantastic pedals. They're super cool. And we're going to talk to him about said pedal, which is sitting in front of us, mm-hmm. as well as the endeavors that led him up to this delicious box of awesomeness. In the meantime, we're going to hit a few things that we always do. And and just for anybody who might be joining our show for the first time, we've got a bunch of new uh, followers that I noticed on Instagram. Yeah. So hopefully they're listening to the show. Yes. Met a bunch of people out at gigs recently. Hopefully they're listening to the show. Hey, if you played with the Valentinas uh, recently uh, at a big show uh, about a week ago, hey, w- welcome. Glad you're listening, everybody. Uh, Tony, what do we do on this show? We like to talk about gear. Specifically, we like to talk about boutique gear. And that includes things like guitars and amps and pedals and accessories and oh my. all the good stuff. Indeed. And we usually talk to the makers of said boutique gear. That is the point. And that is really the point. But the occasionally, point. occasionally, yeah. Todd, we do our 101 episodes where we learn about stuff that we should already know. Correct, Amundo. Or and, always wanted to know. And just to be clear, we don't talk... The goal isn't to talk to these people. The goal is to tilt said spotlight on these people for the rest of everybody else to learn about them. I think that's a fair assessment. All right. Well, um, Phil, we're glad that you're joining us tonight. Um, really excited to talk to you, as we mentioned. So we're going to get on with this. We have a few announcements. Ro- we need to thank Road Ro- Mics for this delicious box of awesomeness called the Roadcaster Pro. And by the way, the Roadcaster Pro 2 <gasps> is out. Oh, I and see awesome. it's even awesomer. Does it have more light up buttons? There are, is, going there to are more things, there's more functionality. And most importantly, this is why, so this first one was a big breakthrough, but the second one is even more a breakthroughher, okay? Are we going to get them? Uh, well, I, I'm hoping. Um, so what's going on with the uh, with this is that, you know, this original one was built for podcasting. Yes. Like, almost expressly. But as you might know, for years we've been saying, and you might want to try, like, you can run 
you know, do some instrumentation through it if you know yeah. see what see what can happen. Very nice. They have built that into the new uh, one. So not oh only boy. not only can you do mics, but you can do line in guitar line in okay. and all that so stuff. So line level this is stuff. A, Great. A total. So this is a home studio masterpiece. So Nick must have been listening to us. So if you're a content creator and you're you know doing demo videos or whatever, you can not only do all your microphones through here. Uh, and you, but you can also run your instruments. It's pretty fantastic. So, nice, outstanding. Yes, thanks to Rode for supplying the old one that we have, and um, it's still running strong. So I'm not like oh, we need a new one so bad. You know, I'm not. But gonna, you should ask. I'm not going to say no. But they got you know they've yeah. been they've been, they been good to us. Uh, anyhow, we also I just also want to give a, a great big shout out to Relay Recording. Ah. That's where we are right now. This is also where I spent uh, a very long Sunday recording a new, I guess, you know, for lack of better terms, you can call it an EP. Um, we did, we got four songs that are coming out and um, we decided not to wait uh, to mm-hmm. fill up an album, but to put it out here. But John Fintel is the recording engineer. He runs the studio. He is a mixer and a masterer. That's important because a lot of people who are doing home studio stuff can only take it so far. And that's where you have to actually, it, it's good to get a trained pair of ears that can mm-hmm. really, really dial the thing in how you truly want it. And John is available to do that. You can hit him up at Relay Recording and uh, send him your files and he'll tell you what he can do to make them better. All right. John will record you. Yeah, that's the new jingle. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about what's going on in the music world this week, everybody. There's a lot going on. Oh, An awful lot. This is a big one. And um, we're going to start out with Tanya Belonsky. Yes. Then we're going to check in with our friend Phil. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go around the horn. And I, I'll call on the other students, okay? Tony, please. This is an exciting music world this week. Okay. Because the gang, and that's you guys. Jared, there'll be one coming to you. Thank you, sir. And one of our lucky listeners is going to get one of these. So you can be part of the gang. I've got one. Todd will have one. John Esterly will have one. Jared will have one. And one lucky listener will get one, too. What is it? So Tony has a mysterious box for the kids at home that he is reaching into. Yes. Because everybody Ooh. needs, you know, <laughs> they all can't, you know, we all can't be Jared and spend thousands oh, of boy. dollars on real What's up with Klon this? centaurs. <laughs> so I bought a bunch of Chinese Klon centaur clones. Oh, fun. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Dude, that's and awesome. it's got the right artwork on it. I love it. <laughs> Is this another DH Gate? Yes, delight? <laughs> it's a DH Gate delight. So they were twenty-five we, bucks. Uh, just about. Pretty close. About. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 looks like Thanks, the, the the Wish. Uh, the Wish version. Here. Yeah, the Wish version. Uh, awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, this got, is wonderful. It's got the little, uh, the little knobs. The uh, what are the, I can't remember what they're and called. Can't wait to pointers. No, but there's a specific. These uh, are Davies 15 Davies 1510. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So what if it's like right on? Like it spot actually. On? I, I it's 
It's I, I I can't say it sounds exactly like a clon, but I will say it's a decent pedal. Is the gain is the gain a double? I am pot? opening it up uh, right John now. John is going. That's going to be the difference. I will let you know. But it says clon right on the inside on the circuit board, so it must be real. Copyright Bill Finnegan. Yeah, my 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 real one saturates really well. I mean, it is it is it sounds. Well, that's what Great. I'll be curious. I'll, I'll shoot this one out to you tomorrow, Jared, but uh, put them side by side. I'm curious to see what you think. I really appreciate that. That's, that's no, pretty, it's actually very, pretty cool. Very appreciated, Tony. Well, I know. That's super I don't care how cool. much you pay. It's still cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's Thank one you. of the things. Hey, Phil, do you yeah. have any kind of a clone or a clone clone or clone of a clone clone? Just a tumness. I that was enough for me, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for for now anyway. Like it's you know, suiting my needs. So um I will just right out of the gate here, this appears to be almost a part for part clone. Shut up. It's got dual pots, it's got germanium transistors, it's got all the right chips. <laughs> it's got all the it's, stuff. It's all through hole, except for the uh, well, I know it's all through hole. Todd just wow. took it out of my hands, folks. So I'm I'm not okay. looking at it anymore. But yeah, that's I mean it's it appears to I be. I was gonna wow. go a step further and put black goop all over the stuff so right. you couldn't <laughs> see it. Make it authentic. Well I have one there. So um oh well actually I will I'll bring this up when I talk about my thing I'm a Bob. Hey Tony, that's super cool. Thank you. No problem. What a sweetheart you is. That's what I am. I'm so just sweet so through and through. We got one, but you said one of our listeners. One of our listeners one? is going to get one too. I love that. So be prepared. That's we'll fantastic. figure that part about how we're gonna give it away. I wish you know what you need to sign all these on the inside. Yeah. Say I made this special for you. I made this. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. Yeah, and exactly. Um, all right. Thank, thank you, DH Gate. Yeah. Um, yeah, just write it in Chinese. Okay, I can do that'd that. Be, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, thank you for being a sucker, you know. Uh, anyhow, uh, Phil. Yes. Tell us what's going on in your music world this week, and and if you can hold off the classic. Uh, I was building pedals um, <laughs> for the for the interview. That'd be great. Oh, let's see. I uh, I sand sanded the finish off of the back of my Rickenbacker three thirty off of the neck. Uh, oh, I just went for it, Tony. Tony is never. sweating blood right now. I know. Well, why would I know. you? It's going to anger why, a lot of people. Why would you do that? <laughs> Because I like the uh, feel, like of, the feel the, of it, uh, the maple. Huh? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I'm nice going to back him on that. I'm backing him on that. I've got a '79 Les Paul. All the finishes wore off the back of the neck, and that's maple. Well, it's actually a great feeling neck. Yeah, I think what Tony's getting at is like worn off is one thing. Actually, my uh, my number one, I asked to not be finished in that manner for that same purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and Phil, I actually tried doing that to the. Uh, I had a Gibson uh, uh, Les Paul special double cut, and um, it the the back of the neck just has always felt sticky. Yeah, that's oh. a, that era of Gibson lacquer is Man, not good. It's terrible, and uh, I tried to sand it down, and it's the that was a terrible decision because it just you got even goopier. And yeah. uh, so then we had to buff it all out and fix it. But uh, 
Now, I, now, did you keep the? Uh, I'm sure that you. Uh, ho- hopefully, you kept the uh, lacquer that's on the. Well, it's, it's not exactly a lacquer, but uh, is it a on the on the front of the uh, fretboard? I still have that. Me? Okay, I can't. <laughs> I can't talk tonight for some yeah. reason. I'm sorry. I, I did the upsetting thing with the uh, finish on the neck. I knew. That was gonna be a bombshell. Oh no, man, you got to play it. Well, if it if it if it's more comfortable for you, absolutely. And that um, did you not like the finish? How the finish felt on it before, and just decided to do this, or? Um, I actually liked how it felt, but I was actually finding myself getting hand cramps because I, my theory when I was watching myself play, was that I couldn't get proper friction on my thumb when I was trying to chord. Okay. And because it just slips around, so I would do weird things with my hands to try to compensate. That would just kind of, you know, it would cramp me. And ever since I got the finish off, I don't have any more cramps playing it. So oh, wow. I don't really regret it. Well, it's, then that was so the right thing to do. Mighty yeah. sweaty hands then. Oh, yeah. Well, don't, okay. don't judge the guy. I, well, it's hot. I, here it's a scientific induction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's cool. Uh, what color is your, uh, what model did you say it was? Uh, 330 Low Black. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Look really good with some gold glitter guards. Yes, it would. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, uh, let's see here. John, how about yourself? Hmm. Well, it's been an interesting week for me. I've got several guitar projects that were in various stages of waiting for parts and all of the parts came last week oh wow Wow. so now i've i've had to make some decisions about which ones are going to go together first um and all of them i have really had some issues with so tony we had uh issues with a, a pick guard that the pickup didn't quite fit in so we were able to adjust that um I've got another pick guard that we have to make another adjustment for uh, just because we, I, I, not we. Not my fault. Not not, my fault. Not Tony's (laughs) fault. I did not account for the bridge when we cut the pick guard, so there's a little interference there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then none of the uh, output jacks worked for either guitar. So, yeah, you're making a funny face, and that's exactly (laughs) right. Um, so yeah, been a bit of a struggle, but I, I hope to get them together and, uh, maybe you can brush up on your soldering skills. Well, it's, you know, oh, I, the, the, the output jacks are not a soldering problem. They are mechanically fitting in the body. Problem. Oh, sure. Blame it on the jack. <laughs> yep. 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 So. Yep. <laughs> but no, other than that, um, I do want to give a quick shout out. So, uh, Zach at dead bug circuits, uh, a pedal builder out of Toledo sent me home with a prototype to play with. Um, I can't really talk about what it is, but it, we, we spent some time with it over the last week, and it's really fun. And uh, as someone who owns a couple of his existing pedals, I'm pretty excited to see it come out. So keep nice. your eyes open for Deadbug Circuit's new really releases. Really cool. Yeah. Excellent. Jared, about yourself. Uh, did I mention the 1800s Martin? Yes. You said that, that you were you were getting one and that you were going to have it shipped I wanted, to our good friends. Yes, and that happened before because I I gave the funds to Zach Zachary Oswald, who owns Brandon Wom Pickups, my old business that he now runs very well, and he took the guitar up there to Lay's and they asked me, 
do you want it refinished like new or do you just want it playable and i said ah just make it playable i mean it was it was tempting but if you see uh, uh, any guitar from the 1800s and it looks brand new like you know yeah that, to me weird. that's not it's not right so, right uh having it um not refin it's gonna just look old and like it should and yeah, have but it playable right playable and playable player can yeah it used to have the uh you know old timey tuners and then clusens were put on it and so yeah it's gonna be easily it's a parlor size guitar so i'm hoping it'll sound really good but i haven't even heard it yet so i, I don't know i just kind of took a took a chance on it nice and then uh, yeah and then today i went into work i work at gibson for those who don't know at the headquarters there i walked in and there's i work in a a small area with a few other people and we share a common table and on that table was a gibson victory guitar from ah, the yeah. 80s victory. And it, that's right. Okay, go ahead. That's the song I played when I picked it up. <laughs> uh, so the it has these really super rare Magna something or other pickups on it, and I've never heard of them. I don't think they were successful. Obviously not, because we don't make them anymore. But I can't wait to kind of dig into those pickups and kind of see how they were. What, uh, made, what's the um can you tell us about like the signature like why it's or... an old guitar it's already been out um no 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 it, i mean it, of it, the pickups <laughs> like what what about the pickups is unique and or weird and why didn't they work the coils are taller um the the screw poles were like flat um totally flat uh and, and i think they might be magnets i don't know i have to I have to kind of analyze it without really tearing it apart too much, but cool. Uh, I don't know. If you think I, they're gonna try to bring I have it back or something? Nah. No, that's that's secret. Well, yeah, as, as I, don't I know. said last week, the uh, the uh, that photo of Cesar playing that mystery guitar does kind of resemble a victory in, in terms of the mm. shape of the body. Was so. it the same one, Jared? That was not the guitar. This is an old guitar. Yeah. Sometimes there's old guitars in there where, and we might look at it and be like, oh, we really like the way we did this neck pitch. Or, oh, yeah, we did this. So there could be a guitar in there just to look at the tuners that were on the guitar. It doesn't mean we're going to redo the guitar. Yeah. No, no one was saying so, that. So, I mean, we have, we have a ton of old guitars from the past. You should bring in uh, some of yours, like that that nicotined out one. That thing, actually, that one and the white nicked out one. Oh man, they, I, the people lose their minds over those things. I took my '62 in, and they actually in custom shop actually scanned it. So there's probably a bunch of '62 SG reissues out there with my the profile of my neck on my '62. Oh, interesting. So that's kind of cool. And they they own their own '61 uh, as well. But they're the necks are they're no two necks are the exact same from that era, you know, because you had people, uh, you know, kind of shaping those by hand yeah. to, to a certain point. So, uh, yeah, really interesting stuff, cool. man. I, you never know what you're going to find when you walk in the 
HQ hanging up on somebody's wall in their office or wherever. So yeah. that was one of my favorite so things at the old repair department when it was at the uh, place uh, near Vanderbilt that uh, they had these boxes and boxes, tall boxes of necks. And I mean, yeah. there, there must there were hundreds of them, and you could just pull it out, and it's like, oh, fifty eight flying V, uh, fifty nine Les Paul. You know, they just had these things for profiles for reference for more than anything. Interesting. I guess. Well, yeah, they had a duplicator. Uh, they had two duplicators at one time. It's like signature baseball actually, bats. Yeah, for real. Yeah, like the real. And they players, don't. You know, I've seen the duplicators and the same ones in that that movie that we that uh, Gibson movie that came yeah. out back in March. Yeah. Uh, but they we have them sitting in a uh, in a warehouse right now. We're not using them. Very cool. Very they have cool. a little better technology that uh, gets the job done a little better. So I can imagine. What about uh, what about uh, the next guy? Well, Is it John? No, that would be me. Um, oh yeah, that's you, Todd. Yes. What about you? Uh-huh. Well, man, I got so much stuff going on, but uh, today I'm going to discuss um, where I'm sitting right now, currently with the gig board. Um, and that was um, essentially I have been trying to figure out I, I've liked the Centura clone that I got um, from, you know, the one overseas that they do in the original box and all that stuff. It just really sounds fantastic. And I love how it sounds with the Marshall. Uh, but it wasn't it, it didn't have enough going on with it. It just kind of felt like a little dry. Um, and I'm I'm actually using it almost well probably like at four o'clock on gain three o'clock to four o'clock i mean i've got a goost um, dime it. it well it, interestingly enough when you go full dime it doesn't it kind of is a little it's just not right you start to lose some of the ness of it in my opinion but i wanted something to push that a little bit further and to give me some extra bits so i've been looking for the right pedal to put in front of it i've tried many 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 and i said well the only one i haven't tried theoretically so far i seriously probably tried about 10 or 10 or 15 different pedals the only one i didn't try is basically the only one i didn't have which was not the only one i didn't have but one of the major ones that people are saying like this sounds great in front of this now typically that makes me say then i don't want to do it because i want to be different (laughs) (laughs) it's true um, so I went to Reverb and I picked up a used Morning Glory version four with the added headroom, the gain switch, etc. And I put that in front of that the uh, Klon Centura, or not the Klon Centura, but the Centura um, Klon Clone. And I was like, it is like uh, angels. I oh, mean, it's it just sounded so good. Oh oh oh. And it sounded good. And I was like, that's okay. This is it. I'm not touching anything more. <laughs> I got a couple gigs coming up. This is what I'm rolling with. And um, so I was just really happy because the stack, how they interact in front of each other, you know, getting getting the levels just right so it doesn't sound blown out, where you still have articulation, but it's got that extra sort of ness to it. Oh, man. Outstanding combo. And that was... It's it's the soft clip in front of the hard clip. I mean, it's, it's that's only, yeah. I mean, 
Hmm. Man. Hmm. Outstanding combo. Uh, anyhow, so there's that. That's what I did. And I was very happy. Very happy in thread. Yes. Uh, and that's actually going into the HX stomp, which I have uh, my modulation. I, I kind of downsized my pedal board for right now because I was having some actual physical issues with the connections on the pedal board and everything. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I can't deal with this. It was like cutting out completely. And then to unplug pff, how many pedals to, right. you know, I was like, I got to, I have to get go. So I had a four pedal board, the, uh, the TC Mini, Morning Glory, V4, the Centura, into the HX Stomp, and then out we go, and it sounded fantastic. Well, there you go. Simple. Um, <clears throat> simple is best. Uh, so anyways, and that'll probably change next month. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was very happy with it so far. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about a couple. We have one more thing we just wanted to bring up. Phil. Phil. Yes. Sorry, way loud. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> See, there's so much to talk about on here, including the thing that we're going to talk about with you. But we did want to just kind of go around. I just wanted to open the, this up really quick, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. Two. Well, actually, it's kind of like two big announcements, but also one big announcement. Um, and Jared is probably very well aware of this. But, okay, anybody who's been listening to the show for any amount of time knows I am a massive Oasis fan. Who's that? Shut it. And Noel Gallagher just released the Gibson, his his another Gibson signature. Actually, not another Gibson signature. Well, but, let's go back because hey, there was the Epiphone. There's the Epiphone. Noel there's two. Gallagher. There's the blue one. There's and then the, there's that's the called Union the Supernova. Jack yes. And then the, and that's in Pelham Blue. Pelham. Uh, after his beloved soccer team. And then... Um, then there's the super. No, uh, uh, then there's the Union Jack version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the one that he's been playing, like the one he's been playing for a long, long time, uh, especially in his in his solo stuff. Is a I believe it's a sixty, uh, nineteen sixty ES three thirty five. I could be uh, three fifty five. Sorry, three fifty five. Um, I could be wrong on the year, but it's a red, uh, gold a uh, gold yeah. hardware. Yeah. 355, yeah, ES 355, Vari- and um, Veritone switch with the Veritone switch and the Bigsby and the whole nine yards. Yep. And he's been playing that thing for a long time. Hmm. And uh, so they just made a signature version of that, and that retails for a a nominal ten thousand dollars. Ah, well, I mean, it's. $9,999. Yeah. So let's not, yeah, get, let's, carried, don't well, let's not get carried time. away. I, I'm, I'm counting tax. Um, uh, and then uh, he also released, not he, but uh, the Gibson Company, Epiphone released uh, the Riviera version of the song that was uh, made famous um, for uh, a very specific video that they that they did where he was just sitting there kind of all by himself playing his guitar and it happens to be this red wine colored uh, Riviera with the white pick guard the, it's a, it's based off of the 1983 Riviera which is a remake of the original Riviera now the original Rivieras were known to have the I'm for lack of better terms the the, the dual the two level uh, trapeze tailpiece right which was famously used, borderline incorrectly, on the Sheraton, the original Union Jack Sheraton, mm-hmm. um, 
So I don't know how it ended up on that guitar, that uh, that two that two level tra uh, trapeze uh, tailpiece, but that's what it is. So if you actually buy the remake, which is not a Sheraton, but a just a three thirty five model, whatever of the of the uh, Epiphone, yeah, it has a stop a stop tail. Yeah. It doesn't have the, the, the dual trapeze. It's a big, confusing thing. Parts and pieces end up on guitars, and then you're like, but that's not the way it was! That's right. Well, you know, the original, original Riviera mm -hmm. was one of the first U.S. cars with front-wheel drive. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Thanks, Tony. Um, so, anyhow, all that is to say, that Epiphone, that signature model Epiphone, is... Uh, a thousand bucks hmm. but the provenance is that he would have used that um like on in the song? studio on all like all the songs yeah what so, song um it was on, Cesar said what song it was today and i can't it's, remember it's, it's called it's, uh, don't, don't look, look back, back in anger, anger. Yeah. yeah um and ah, it's it's basically like it's like one of the only ones that isn't really featuring liam at all mm. And uh, <laughs> probably yeah. for good reason. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, anyhow, woo wee! So that was fun. So I don't know. What do you guys think, Phil? What do you think? What do I think about that guitar? Yeah, I love that tra double trapeze one. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I see. I'd want to put a double trapeze on it. No, you can't. No, you really can't. Without leaving too big holes in it. Well, that's where you use that custom made engraved placard oh yeah you could yeah you should but get I it <laughs> not for a thousand dollars sorry um, epiphone making really good stuff right now yes i'm not buying no, <laughs> no seriously they epiphone really is making really good stuff right now that, difference that's, that's what i don't understand is like I you know you could have could have made the uh, you know one for the masses for all the young kids who are like rediscovering all the '90s music and like that's a, that's a lot of money for a Epiphone. True. Mm. Uh, anyways, let's uh, head on to a few things. Todd, you had mentioned earlier. I did that you ran <laughs> two clon-like pedals one no. into the other. No, just one. Just one. Yes, accompanied by a morning glory. Oh, what's the morning glory? Morning Glory is ba loosely based off of the Blues Breaker. Ah, I see. Well, regardless, was there a way? I mean, normally, wouldn't you have to, like, solder them together or something? Um, I did try bare copper wire. Twisted wires? Yes, it was a little shocking. But, uh, yeah, so I use... I, uh, let's go... Let's, well, I'll, I'll quit. I'll, eject, eject. Go to Tour Gear Designs <laughs> and get yourself some patch cables that will solve this problem. Uh, um, and please, And friends, many other problems. And many other problems, but please don't ever try to put raw wires into your pedals or anything like that. No, don't do that. Um, we do not support this. So, yes, Tour Gear Designs, they make absolutely fantastic products. Uh, they accommodate so many different types of configurations. They're very flat. Yes, they are very flat. And if you've got a two-level, uh, you know, like a, a big enough for like a top row and a bottom row kind yeah. of board, yeah. they actually make a cable that will go from your last pedal, Z, all the way underneath or on top, 
mm. over to your other pedal. It's like a 24-inch patch cable. Oh, I see. It's brilliant. Wow. And an 18 and a 12, I believe. And what else? And and little ones, 3-inch, 4-inch, 6-inch. One it's inch. It's crazy. And they have one-inch cable. Configurations. They don't have a one-inch cable. <laughs> uh, anyways, go to tourgeardesigns.com. Get yourself a whole bunch of great patch cables. Wait a, so, wait a cotton-picking moment there. Yes, they're affordable. Because they're affordable. But if you, at your checkout, type in the guitar knobs. You're going to save 10%. An extra 10%. That, oh, is oh, that can't be off the whole order. Oh, it it's in the entire order. The so entire You're just going to load order. up your shopping cart, hit that the guitar knobs, and you're going to save 10%. Yeah. And this stuff will get to you fast. And they're packaged in Canada, so even the packaging is nice. They're, it's very polite packaging. All right. Thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our Four on the Floor. Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the Floor. <laughs> oh, you just missed the gaff. Hey, everybody. We got Phil Robles uh, from Sex Sex Sassy friends. Sex Sex Cult friends. But my, my brain doesn't want to say it because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Anyways, Phil, what is your four on the floor? All right. So um, this is like the one drive that I always use. The uh, DOD looking glass Ooh. is my main. That has not so, been uh, on the show before. Really? Yeah. It's super underrated. Um, it's a really kind of Vox-ish, uh, glassy drive kind of thing. Okay. Um, a little clangy if you want to, you know, make it go that way. So it's almost like a top boost, you know, um, okay. Vox AC30. Uh, it has a really nice um, biasing on, like, the front uh -huh. end of it, like, before it even, like, goes into the rest of the circuit. It's adds a lot to just the input. It's just very simple. I'm simple with everything with uh, just, I don't want too many controls. And this is kind of like the uh, the extent of how much I want for control, like the uh, the little double um, the little double knob for the EQ I dig for a little treble and bass on one knob section. Uh, super simple level gain. And then this bias input is just really, uh, this like input filter is really, really useful. And it should probably be on like every overdrive. <laughs> nice. That's a nice. What's number two? Number two is the classic. I'm going to go double Dodd with the, uh, the 250. Oh yeah. Another, okay. 250 yeah. ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Simple classic. Is that, um, is that an old, is that a vintage one or is it a, re, is it reissue? Oh, it's a, it's just a reissue. I've uh, messed with like building the circuit a few times as well. Um, it's just like a really fun, simple circuit. Um, also mixing it with like the MXR distortion plus mm. is, you know, it's so similar, but there's something between like the two of them that is really usable. Nice. <laughs> On like different kind of categories, I suppose. Uh, let's see. What's number three? Number three is another classic. I'm sorry I'm boring with these no, classics. But like, people, yeah, we love the classics. The Rossi E2 is just super usable chorus. Uh, I use it in a ton of different things. Um, sounds great with fuzz. Sounds great clean. Um, again, super classic, super boring. I'm <laughs> not adding a lot, but I just love it. It's simple. Um, Number four. Then, uh, yeah, number four is it's a uh, 
just a super simple again deadbeat void reverb okay um, it's a it's a uh, reverb pedal that's again just two knobs and it's just a nice kind of spring reverb that's very uh it goes from you know a good dry sound to a very good kind of surfy wet sound but there's kind of like a dark quality to it that i really dig almost like the uh uh what is it the afterneath kind of quality sure. but not digital or i mean it is digital but it sounds you know like more like an analog reverb mm -hmm. tank or something nice do you have any of the other deadbeat stuff uh no i don't actually well i was um i've almost pulled the trigger i believe uh the thank you oh yeah yeah i, I i've seen that twice and i didn't get it either time and and john's drooping his head at me i know i <laughs> and one of the times i was like wait how it was like 46 bucks and i didn't yeah. do it i know i'm stupid i that was that was one of my okay put a check mark in the stupid box <laughs> 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 anyhow well that's uh i i appreciate you know the the classic lineup and there's uh you know you got to do what works for you just out of curiosity like what kind of music are you playing um, I mostly play kind of like post-punk, like very like jagged guitar kind of stuff, uh, like kind of influenced by maybe like Gang of Four, or like Wire kind of oh, things. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just that very angular guitar. Uh, and um, I play a lot of just classic punk stuff and um, kind of proto-punk. I'm really into like, you know, television and um, what else? The Valentinos, yeah. The Valentinos. I actually really do. Yeah, that was great. I dig the guitar tones on that, especially. Thanks. Um, He's a yeah. hack at best. I am. I am. I'm a total hack. Are you kidding me? Wasn't that John Fennell playing on those? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> on all the recordings, yes. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's cool stuff, man. I I can totally appreciate that. What kind of amp are you playing out of? Uh, just a Fender Twin. I'm a pretty minimal guy. Um, yeah, it's turning out you you have you've, I mean that's like a an era correct rig, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, a silver face actually. Yeah, I go for that. I like silver face. I, mean, I know that's not popular. It's all about the black face, but I just like that kind of sterile clean. It, I don't know if I would call it sterile, but you know it's not like a a Roland, which sounds very like pristine kind of clean but uh-huh no but it's got tons of tons of volume and 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 you can Ooh, really yeah. buckle your knees if you stand in front of it at just the right spot yeah yeah it has some nice uh, punch to it um totally. now you had uh uh let's see you got that the uh i, I kind of pegged you i thought you were gonna say like a like a rolling jazz or something like that I did. I did actually, yeah. I have a JC50 that I really dig. Um, I like blending the two. Uh -huh. um, you can take the uh, the chorus out and then put that through the twin reverb and just have this wall of reverby chorus. That's amazing. Highly recommended. Um, but yeah, I guess you were right. <laughs> Jazz chorus Roland. Sweet, man. Well, um, let's see here. Let's get into 
the thing that you made, which doesn't line up with any of that. Let's just be, you know, kind of honest about that. Uh, you, you made a pedal that uh, doesn't sound terribly angular um, right. or terribly uh, any of the things that we just talked about. But what it does sound like is pretty outstanding. I, uh, before you and I talked yesterday, I, I did the unboxing and I, and I did a little recording to send it to you because I, I just didn't want to stop playing this thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I sent it over and then we had a phone call and it was, it was really great. And I was trying to get it over to, to Tony's house last night. I was like calling him late. I'm like, I got to give you this pedal so you can boogle. And, um, and he was asleep as. Uh, so, anyways, but Tony had today no, to play with it. I was just ignoring you. You were just ignoring me. What a nice guy. Um, the pedal that we have in front of us is called. What? What? You you explain what we have in front of us, Phil. It is a uh, it's called the Bambi, and it's uh, based off of a uh, Roland Bebop fuzz, which is like a classic early '70s fuzz. Um, what actually got me looking into it in the first place was kind of through like a a punk kind of approach because the first place that I really saw that was um, in an old photo of uh, the band Crass using it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So they get that really kind of crazy um, that feedback sound and just that weird little um, chirpy guitar that they, I don't even know how to describe that little chuggy guitar that they do, but you can get that with the, with the bebop. So that's what kind of set me out. Wow. Um, on that journey was uh, wanting that pedal, but not wanting to pay like five hundred dollars for it. <laughs> right. Uh, that is a that is definitely a five hundred pedal. Not to be confused with the uh, BG, which is also a very expensive pedal. Um, yeah. So you, you now did you get your hands on one of the uh, vintage B uh, Bebop pedals? Yeah, I only got to borrow it for a bit, but. Um, but then I just started like cloning it, the um, the circuit itself, and really did a lot of experimentation with it for actually a couple of years. Wow. Uh, there's just been several um, prototypes and different, uh, yeah, just different versions until getting to this point now. So yeah, it took a while just like studying it and um, exploring it to a point where I felt like I, I kind of, you know, I felt like it was ready. <laughs> right, right. And you've obviously made a few of your own additions to that. Now, I, I know I could go on and on and on about the things that I like about it, but I've got two other guys at the table who are handling it. Jared, you've got a picture of it. Unfortunately, you weren't able to handle it yourselves. But Tony, yeah. why don't you share some of the things that, that are kind of piquing your interest about this right now, and then he can tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the actual build and what it does. Sure. Well, uh... Thanks, Tony. John, how <laughs> I love doing that. I love Go you ahead, Tony. All. No, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. No, I, I have. I am a self-proclaimed non-liker of most fuzz pedals. Uh -huh. I like this fuzz pedal because it's usable fuzz. It's it really got a, is. It's got a great range. So kudos to you. I mean, I liked in your little uh, accompanying booklet, and I liked on your. Uh, on 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 the uh, one of the circuit boards in the thing where it says they don't want you to like fuzz. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah. I, I think it's, I mean, that part of it was good. I like the boost side of it. I, th- I thought that is very useful and controllable. And that's kind of what I like out of almost any pedal is that it gives you a, a kind of a wide range of function. Um, the thing that I thought when I first pulled it out of the box uh, that I thought was really cool is almost the uh, kind of like cut lettering, decoupage kind of thing that you've got buried underneath a bunch of... Uh, uh, it kind of has an old punk flyer-ness yeah, to it. Uh, totally. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. And From then Christmas. And then when I plugged it in, and when you switch between boost and fuzz, you have a couple of holes underneath the things here that light up that you can't see otherwise. So I thought that was... Yeah, I mean, I, that was a neat surprise. Yeah. I, th- I, I All nice. in all, um, I, I like the pedal. I like, again, the flexibility. And maybe you can kind of um, maybe discuss a little bit. I know there's there's a high-low switch on here. We're going to get into the functionality, sir. Okay. Sir. Okay. Sir. John? You'll have to sit down jump now, in. sir. So I'm going to say the first thing that I notice about it is this is a very unusual enclosure. Um, I mean, dimensionally... It's, it's a square, it, but the, he's the, going to get... Elaborate. <laughs> the the footprint is very similar to like a fifteen ninety BB, you know, the the larger standard size, uh, but it's I mean quite deep, three inches tall. So it's definitely going to stand out um, on the pedal board. And I'm going to kind of echo what Tony says. Tony uh, measured it um, <clears throat> about the uh, the artwork, and and I will say this. So. I feel like there is a disparity between the artwork, which appears to be, you know, very cut up and, and you know, I don't want to say amateur. That's the wrong term, but it, it's shop, definitely shop. it's it's done, I think, to order. Um, and then the overall build quality is just incredible. I mean, the the you know, we yes, opened it up. Really the, nice. the inside is very I mean, just incredibly built. The these are premium components. I mean, I know what this stuff is. This, these are good parts. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's. I, I think it's aesthetically designed to look like it's, you know, an old punk rock poster. But, I mean, the build quality is absolutely top-notch. So top, yeah. top work. And I will say I'm, I'm the one that did not get to play uh, with the pedal. You but, will. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, based on what I see here, I, I mean, I'm sure it's We're going to plug it into the wonderful. Union Jack over here and the... Uh and maybe even maybe we'll even put that into the sound city. Ooh. Um, what so one of the I'm they they've already talked about a lot of the the big stuff. I would say the things that we're all getting are all excited about is that there are lots of little surprises not mm-hmm. only in what it can do, but you've taken you've paid attention to the things that we pay it the players, the builders, the collectors you paid attention to things that matter to us without overriding. Uh, there, nothing is too much, too over the top. You're like, oh, okay, settle down, man. You know, um, <laughs> there's a book that, that a little booklet that I really enjoyed. Um, and this is, you know, this is like DIY art school, you know, throwback, yeah. right? The funny thing is, I like I actually just really want <laughs> I think a big poster of this would be fantastic. There's a frame and right now I, I for the listeners this is going to be a little, you know maybe a little tough. But there's a there's a frame where the Bambi is like walking down the street. So it's walking down the street and there's a guy, there's a shady guy in this pizza thing and he's looking out the window and he's pointing 
at, you know, and it seems to be he's like, get off the road, you know, something like, you know, some sort of negativity at, at, at our uh, be jacketed. Uh, he's got like a, you know, a, a rock and roll jacket on uh, the, this Bambi does. But the best part about this is the caption says, fish can see more colors than me. I don't hate them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what that means. I love it. <laughs> I just want that, like, really oh, big. Geez. Oh, my gosh, that would be amazing. Uh, and and <laughs> I just took that out of context, and I'm like, yay. <laughs> I went back to read the whole thing and got the context of it, but out of context, it's amazing. Yeah. Just, you should just make that. Just the, oh, sell I'll a million of those. <laughs> I, I actually did make a print. I made a print of that. You're um, kidding. And Nope, I uh, made it, uh, but I just got to get some better paper stock and uh, I'll probably put some prints up or something. Oh, somewhere. man. Yeah, you got to do that. I will absolutely nab one of those. All right. Um, okay, so we got our, we, you know, we, we, we did the high praises of the things that people can kind of wrap their heads around and the anodized knobs. And um, now here's something I also want to bring up. Uh, this was an interesting thing because the story talks about some colorblindness situation. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, who I showed, who's like super into all the same stuff I am, which is really cool. She goes, you know, these are the same colors that, that colorblind people can't see. And I was like, yeah, what? And she's like, yeah, these are the same colors. I, and, and she goes, was that on purpose? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> was it yeah. on purpose? Uh, it is sometimes. And then, uh, like, so I, I initially made the red and green because I used to have one LED instead of two to uh, show which channel you were on. Mm -hmm. And like red and green are kind of the only bicolor LEDs you can find in, you know, good quantity from people that aren't like some weird shady website, at least when I was looking back then. Mm -hmm. So I kind of defaulted to the red and green, but I started to think about colorblind people the whole time. I was thinking about colorblind people. Yeah. Just like, I don't like that it's limited to these colors where I know it's the most limited, you know, it's the most common color blindness is red and green. So right. I spent some time and separated on the, on the PCB to make it two separate LEDs. So now I can choose two different colors. And uh, so I make variations of the pedal that use other non green and red uh, versions so that colorblind people have an option that they might be able to see a little bit better um, on my website. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so there will be like violet and yellow ones, and oh, that sounds cool. Um, you know, just different variations of it that hopefully, um, you know, hopefully people can uh, have a better experience with. Which, uh, sorry to ramble, but no, you're good. <laughs> it, it ties into um, on my website. There's like a build a bandy section, which is like I'm always aware of people. You know, these are kind of chaotic looking um, pedals, and I want people to not feel sort of like put off by that if you know maybe it's too much for them like it's too much stimuli or something and they want like a simple version or they need bigger text or anything that will make their life you know kind of oh, that's really cool using it. Like, i just you know message me and tell me what you want because you know i make these custom so i can you know i can build something for you that's more usable for you uh if you're like you know, you feel left out or something in some way. If there's some way I can accommodate it, I will, you know. That's really cool. Now, you, you've uh, flooded the top with uh, what looks to be epoxy. Is that, are we correct in that? Yeah, it's a epoxy resin. Yeah. 
um, which is a, a unique way to, you know, make your get your artwork on there without going, how am I going to screen? This is a five five color screen print. How am I going to do that? You know, yeah. Uh, it uh, it gives it a real personal touch, and I think um, that's something that I certainly we talked about this last night, where we've had, you know, there there's there's pedals out there that I know that I have that I personally really love. Um, with like um, uh, the, the uh, Champion Lecky, the early Champion Lecky, um, mm-hmm. the Red Noise, um, and the uh, you know and got this and uh, you know anybody who did the early early home painting and stuff like that. I got one from Jonathan Jerusik that is literally completely covered in gold glitter. I love that. <laughs> it's so cool. So cool. Um, so I just I appreciate that uh, not everybody can or even wants to do like a you know a perfect pedal or a perfectly um, exact duplicate of that pedal. There's those are great too. Not knocking either one of them, but it's it's right. nice when you have the ability to have something that's like well that's the only one like that. Now are these yeah. are these done collage style, Phil? I mean, is is this like really individually cut out words and and pictures, or is this do you have like a like a master art that kind of sits down in here? Um, so uh, I do have like the master art, and I'm sorry, I don't have kids. Those are my neighbors if you hear them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> God, that's annoying. Anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what was a master art? Master art. Thank you. Um, so I have like the master illustration file, and I just do. Um, various prints of them. I might like change the color a bit. And actually for a while, my printer was, um, it was out of commission and then bring it back, uh, you know, into working again, it would leave all these weird streaks and all these little mistakes that I actually really liked and just started printing off all these bizarre mistakes where the colors and streaks were all wrong. And um, I just cut those out and and uh, arrange them. I often use like bound photos and just anything that's around that, you know, seems like it will fit in that spot um, for whatever I'm doing on, you know, that piece of art itself, if it fits within that one pedal, then I'll, you know, throw it in. Yeah. I kind of don't care what it is. So long as it's like somewhat archival. That That's kind of along the lines of a lot of things that um, Hello Sailor does too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, Hey, I found a bunch of this stuff and so here's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Um so you are are you a classically trained electronicist? Absolutely not. Ah. No. So how did you fall into making this fantastic pedal? Oh, right. So um I do have like a background playing in bands, doing that whole thing. Uh mostly early 2000s and then um and then around like the late 2010s, I think I got fired from my last retail job. <laughs> where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to look for another job like this. Um, and I decided to go to school again. Um, so I went to uh, to art school and I actually went that path. Um, I studied a very industrial design kind of, uh, I don't know, like, they have that sort of mindset there, even in, in like illustration and fine art, there's still some sort of like industrial design component in the way that school worked, uh, art center, college of design in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I got really back into playing music after I graduated. 
because I just wasn't playing a lot. I just didn't have a lot of time. Um, and I got super into pedals. And then I'm just nerdy and I want to know how things work. And I just started, you know, pulling things apart and figuring it out. Um, and just cramming my brain with the info uh, when I decided to, you know, really start making them myself. Um, I just wanted to make things that I couldn't find out there in the way that I wanted them. And then it's just fun for me anyway. I just like tinkering with stuff. So I, I sort of took that route. And so once you, like, when you started doing this, like, how, I mean, did you like, get into it easily? Was it, were you just like, oh my gosh, I'm lost? Or did you, were you like, oh, I, this is piece of cake. I got it. Uh, I definitely felt overwhelmed and lost in the beginning of it. Um, but I don't know. I, I had some weird sort of like click mentally at some point where it just all of a sudden, like it made sense. And I could sort of, um, I had some weird sort of way of mentally picturing electronics that is sort of illustrative and is not very math based, but it started to work for me in that way. And, um, yeah, so it's just a weird sort of like artist approach, I guess, to uh, getting into it. But yeah, it was very difficult um, at first to like just understand the basic concepts. Uh, but I don't know. I, huh. I just did a lot of practicing and ruining a lot of boards. Uh, and I got there, <laughs> I suppose. Got somewhere. Are you pretty plugged into like the digital community? Were you reliant on that for help? Or did you did you mainly just like... Was it books and YouTube or? Um, a lot of YouTube, a lot of, um, I did uh, use the help of the DIY pedal subreddit a lot, actually. That's a great place to learn about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other uh, DIY, DIY pedal boards. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, uh, it was just coming from every sort of direction 24 um, seven even feed it into my brain when I was sleeping because <laughs> I was just like, I got to get this in now. Like I want to learn about this quickly. So yeah, I was going just constant 24 seven. That's awesome. Is there any, uh, builders in particular that you were particularly inspired by not saying the pedal for the, you know, this particular, uh, you know, we've already referenced the, the, uh, B -Bam. Biba, sorry. Yeah, Biba, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but uh, any builders out there that you're like, man, I, I really appreciate what these guys are doing, or I want to see how they did it. Any anything like that? Oh man, off the top of my head, let me. Uh, just some other like fellow builders that I really uh, dig, like um, Palmetto Pedals. Uh, somebody that I've been a, uh, we've kind of been in the same space together um, in terms of like in the Reddit world and then into this uh, kind of with each other on Instagram, kind of in that same space. Mm -hmm. um, just a, a really cool, like, you know, builder. Uh, let me think. Oh, you know what? Uh, this is not a pedal, pedal builder that um, that uh, is that great, but this is an amazing um, builder that inspired me is a, Louis Golden from a uh, fried egg audio. If you look up, he makes these guitar cabinets that are covered in like really pretty, um, just like 
different patterns and very colorful. Um, it's the same thing as like, if you admire the kind of details that are like in the Bambi pedal, then he does all of that. He even makes the insides of them like really pretty. It's like, uh. I would want to live in it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this really pretty, like velvet living room or something. Um, makes it really easy to uh, swap out speakers and he just thinks about all those little sort of details. That's cool. Um, you know, I like the ability to swap out speakers easily. It's frustrating yeah. when you can't. <laughs> he has the back panel on hinges, so you just lift it. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I find... Um, oh, oh, and then uh, Orion, uh, if you go to Instagram, Orion Tone Hunt, he makes a lot of really cool um, pedals that are just wacky and they also have the same sort of like epoxy resin kind of style but um we're like two different sides of <laughs> the same coin i suppose what, and that's uh, just orion pedals orion tone hunt tone hunt okay that's what i was yeah. like interesting okay cool so i know we have of course the bam b here i noticed that you also have maybe a scaled down version called the bay b yeah. So, so um, what's the difference between that and what we're holding? Um, it's a stripped down version that is just the fuzz. Okay. It removes the tone knob and it removes um, the uh, the high low switch. It kind of locks you into that high position. Mm -hmm. And then you just have that BAM and B yeah. switch. And I can explain what the BAM B is really quickly. That's like the one, um, the one addition to the original circuit. It's not. Uh, it doesn't change the original circuit. It's like at an added feature, mm -hmm. um, which just allows the uh, the top end on the third gain stage to bypass it. And therefore, it's not like, you know, all ramped up uh, treble. Um, so it kind of like taints the treble and the buzz and fuzz right. on the top end. Well, and on that note, let's talk about the controls that are on here, just so that people understand There's there's a lot to be had here. Uh, your main knobs are volume, tone, and sustain, sort of a typical fuzz scenario. Mm -hmm. And then you also have what is the high and low. Um, and would you classify that as a high pass, low pass, or, or you, would you call that more of a high tone and low tone? It's more like a... It's, it's uh, more like a, the high is like the scooped. There's some more treble, less. Uh, it turns into like teeny tiny transistor radio, like in the most <laughs> awesome way. Like yeah. for for a specific effect, like if you wanted to punch into that, it would be it'd be really really sick. Um, and then you and then the bam or the B. That's that's maybe the one that if you're like okay, I get all this. What does bam and what does B do? Okay, so BAM is, it kind of tilts it a little bit more towards like distortion it, since it clips off some of the top harmonics of the treble. Mm -hmm. um, so it just makes it a little bit less fuzzy. I don't know. Um, I use it more in like a distortion sense. Um, it's kind of hard to describe other than just less top harmonics and less sizzle, yeah. less buzz. <laughs> yeah, if you have it in B mode and in high mode, that's where it's like super sizzly transistor. If you drop it right. into low and bam, it almost sounds like 
a big muff with the tone rolled way back and less sustained. That's that was my initial take on it. Yeah, totally. That's how I feel too. Um, then you have the ability to choose between the fuzz side of this or the boost. Now the boost, do you know how much uh, dB you have on this boost? Um, I don't, but it's like I kept the original specs, um, which is like crazy. You know, it, it's a pretty loud boost. Yeah. Um, but it, I didn't alter to do like unity gain or anything like that just because I wanted to keep the original circuit as it was um, just to know for sure. Like this is the sound. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty loud. It definitely has um, some space to move with the knob. <laughs> Now, John, you were you'd crack this open. I've already taken a look at it, but I know you were interested in some of the innards. Why don't you ask him about that? Yeah. So one of the things that uh, Tony and I noticed, which first of all, I so there are two dip switches in there, and one of them is pretty prominently labeled as not doing anything, which I thought was <laughs> just hilarious. So top work there. Um, can you talk maybe a little bit about what the uh, what the one functional dip switch does to the the fuzz? Yeah, it's uh, really subtle, so that's why I put it inside. If, if I were to put it on top of the pedal, I feel like people would be like, what is it doing? <laughs> like, it doesn't really do much. Um, but it just, it's a smaller capacitor um, for uh, the start of the signal, so it allows less of the uh, the bass to go through. Okay. So it's a high capacitor. So maybe it's something that you'd adjust, uh, you know, to a, to a specific rig or a specific guitar and then just kind of leave it alone. Yeah, totally. Like set it and forget it. Like if it's a little muddy or something with your rig, then that's where you would uh, switch it down. Mm -hmm. There's also a variable uh, LED, which is <laughs> super duper cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. If you don't mind me asking. Oh shoot, Jared's Please, there. Jared. Jared. Hello. Yeah, I'm still. I've been with you the whole time. We know. And during that whole time I was with you, I came up with a question, and I'm going to ask it right now. <laughs> Mr. Preface. Yes. So, yes, it, of course, is the big buildup for just a simple question, which <laughs> is the question I'm about to ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How did you come up with the name? Sex Cult Friends. Because, I, I mean, it's a really cool name, right? How did you come up with it? <laughs> um, okay, so there was a, I think it was a Vice News story um, about, yeah. oh God, what is that? The actress who was a... Uh, I love Vice News, by the way. That's, oh my gosh, what a great channel okay. it is. It was uh, Allison Mack, the uh, actress who was in a sex cult. Um, and uh, it said, I don't remember the exact headline, but it was a very Vice-ish headline. Um I think it said, Judge forbids um, Allison Mack from seeing her sex cult friends. <laughs> wow. I just thought it was the funniest. Like the three words together were just so perfect. <laughs> sex cult friends. We're just friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sex cult friends. Um, I had a question concerning the two sides of, of the pedal. You've got the fuzz side and the boost side. Yeah. Is it possible or would it be possible if you added another switch that you could have uh the boost as well as the fuzz at the same time or do they share componentry that you wouldn't be able to do that 
Um, it actually just siphons off like the um, for the boost. I mean, it siphons off the signal from the first transistor. There's a three transistor mm-hmm. um, stage, so it it's actually just part of the you know the same circuit. So, um, I mean, that's something to think about. Yeah, I just thought you know if like if you're in a in a fuzz kind of setting and you're using that, and then you needed to bump it up a couple dB. Uh, you could, you know, hit the other, pe- if there were a second, uh, mm-hmm. button that you could push and that would for a lead or something like that. I, I was, yeah. that just, uh, I mean, I, I like both sides of it, but I thought maybe in combination, there might be some way to, to even make it a, or you know, just take it a step further. Choose which one you want or, yeah, on the fly. You, yeah. you could also buy two of them, Tony, well, and that there, would solve that problem. There you go. Yeah. And it would probably make Phil pretty happy too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do offer though, like if you wanted you know, one of the other switches on like a foot switch, it's again in that like build a bandy section of the website. So yeah. if you wanted, you know, to switch between boost and fuzz um, with another foot switch on there, then I can do that. Oh, I would just okay. hand wire it. I think you're going to get a lot of those after this episode. <laughs> Sounds um, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see here. Let me ask you what, after starting to build all these, I mean, um, we have number 61. I know that you had, you you, you kind of, you were starting to tell me a little bit of story. You're only at 61. Is there uh, anything that prohibited, uh, you know, further building of these? Oh, I'm actually only, you got 31. 31. Um, yeah. Did I so say 61? I'm, just, I'm yeah. at 31. Yeah, so still just a fresh build. So um, there was like, a period of uh, kind of mental illness, I guess you would call it, um, but just like a kind of a lull in the middle between um, when I tried to kind of start the the brand or company or whatever in uh, 2018. And then it was kind of like at its lowest point in 2020 and last year. And then I've been heavy into it again um, starting this year. Uh-huh. So this is kind of my like... <laughs> really going for it now kind of a year as opposed to the previous ones and was that was that uh, if you don't mind me asking was that due in part at all to like hey i'm gonna do this thing and i don't know if you got a slow start or if you got a fast start and a tapered off it did it did any of that have anything to do with it oh no it was uh mostly just like personal life stuff but um uh i think it had to do with like hitting my 30s middle thirties. And I think a lot of people kind of find out, you know, a lot of stuff, um, you know, uh, I, I actually found out that it was like on the autism spectrum, which was crazy to find out when you're 35, but, um, that sort of, it sort of readjusted my whole approach on building because before I was trying to do a very uniform kind of thing, like you were saying earlier, where, you know, some people will put out a bunch of pedals that are, um, you know, very uniform and mine tend to be a little bit more unique from one to the next. They're, uh-huh. I guess you could say messy or sloppy or anything if you want, but kind of intentionally. So, yeah. um, but like with the diagnosis and kind of reassessing, um, the way I kind of did everything, I, that's when I went full on crazy with the, uh, the PCB design, how orderly it is. Um, how nice it is to assemble. Sure. <laughs> that that was all a reaction to uh, the diagnosis and kind of like working around it. Um, 
for the best part. So, so this was the first time you. Got, sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to turn this into the mental health podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm. I'm, I, I'm totally I, I know that a lot of us either are or know somebody very close to us that you know is either dealing with uh, some sort of um, you know mental issues right now and or are on the scale in some way um, and I, that would be I, I'm sure that would be an arresting thing to determine or, or be told like that late in life you know that mm-hmm. probably answered an awful lot of questions for you oh yeah yeah it answered pretty much everything <laughs> because I was previously diagnosed like ADHD but um, it kind of didn't explain everything it was kind of an epiphany but it wasn't like oh that explains why I'm such a weirdo <laughs> uh, you and me both brother yeah so it was like oh this explains the i wasn't just a really crappy adult i'm just bizarre <laughs> and i'm just wired different so yeah. um it, it was actually a good thing to learn um after you know accepting it <laughs> yeah i bet that that provided a, a a bit of uh freedom for you in a certain way yeah um there's an absolute difference between the before stuff like if you look at my um my instagram you'll see my earliest pedal was the uh true love fuzz which was a germanium fuzz face mm-hmm. and i i would kind of go nuts trying to build them because i i wanted them to be so meticulously perfect i wanted them to like i, I did the screen printing and you know all of that but uh it, it becomes too much to try to do it like that, to try to mimic what a robot can do. Yeah. Um, and I started to like accept that, like, it's kind of good to have little mistakes and stuff. Um, kind of personalizes them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and we all know that robots don't want to make pedals. They just want to <laughs> eat old people's medicine. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, so, <laughs> anyhow, um, well, man, I think I, I really do appreciate you sharing that aspect of things. And, um, I, you know, uh, there's a lot of it out there. And uh, I'm sure you probably have given at least somebody a glimmer of uh, of uh, hope or understanding and, and or maybe uh, inspired some their own thinking. Um, I know something else that's going to happen. I think that this pedal is going to inspire, uh, inspire. I don't know what inspiring is. It's going to inspire a lot of awesome music. I know that for sure. Um, so thank you so much for creating this and for sharing it with the rest of us and uh, making it something that is really unique out there in the pedal world. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to jump in the, the old El Camino. Right. Uh, now. Go, Jared. Well, you guys are going to hop in the old El Caminsco and ride in the back, and no one's going to drive it. And you're going to come down to Nashville and wait, meet wait, me for a... Wait, uh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. No one's going to drive it? Do we have a new robot that drives us now? It will drive itself, trust me. Wow. A self-driving El Camino. That's Pro- right, because... El Camino's excited about our little game of would you rather would you rather this would you rather is from good old Bruce Bacon and uh, 
he's sent us some really good would you rathers. I think that he and, has uh, sent us more would you rathers. He gets and anybody the else would you rather in the history of would you rather. Yeah, yeah. He Thanks, actually, Bruce. He's just yeah. He's got a knack for coming up with these things. And his name makes me hungry every time. Yes, I know because yeah. I, I knew a chef named Bruce once. That's I'm the same way. Mm. I'm, it's mm. more the bacon part, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think yeah. Mm. Anyways, read the thing. <laughs> so you take a road trip to see an old friend out in the countryside. When you arrive, he surprises you by asking if you can fill in for their second guitarist at his classic rock band practice. Mm. You have to use one of your friend's other two guitars. Guitar A it sounds amazing through whatever gear you plug into. But the back of the neck is sticky and gooey like Todd's Gibson. <laughs> so playing it is a constant battle. Uh... Guitar B is a parts caster that plays super smooth. But only a single coil bridge pickup that works and the only pedal your friend has to fatten the sound is a Proco Rat 2. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to be more specific about that parts caster with the only one single coil, it's only about, it's barely 6K. So it's like an old 50s, 60s, really tinny not full <laughs> great for rhythm type of deal so it's good luck with that okay well, well so which well. one are you gonna do for the thing all right tony well you, you can know. add any clarity to that if you want I'm not going to add clarity. I think it's pretty clear. Okay. I'm still. Yeah. I know you like I'm to add clarity. I'm still thinking about the drive it, self-driving El Camino. Right. Um, <laughs> but I've owned a lot of guitars that have had that yucky, neck sticky problem. And, you know, we talked about there was an era of, of Gibson guitars where that lacquer, I don't know if it ever fully hardened or whatever. All right, all right. Well, I'm not picking on Gibson. They 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 know about it, but I'm just saying. Uh, and and but you know, I, and I've I've had other guitars that have had similar situations. Um, you know, earlier we were talking about sanding the the finish off the back of a Rickenbacker. You know, same kind of thing. I would say, I would have to suffer through the sticky neck in order to be able to get the sounds and. You know everything. As you said, it sounds great through everything. That would be probably the guitar. I I don't know if you could just uh, scrub the play a Jeff Healy style. Nah, I I don't think I could I couldn't do it that way. But I don't know. I think I would just have to just like I said suffer through or maybe uh, uh, add some additional lubrication to my hand. Okay, interesting. Or powder. Yeah, a little WD-40 on your hand. That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. Probably take the finish yeah. off. Uh, so that's what I'm going with. Okay. Last yeah, John, what are you doing? Parts caster with the rat. I will not be elaborating. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Phil, how about yourself? It would be a pleasure to use the parts caster with the rat. Okay. That's <laughs> two for the parts caster with the rat. And Jared? Absolutely. The... One that sounds good with the crappy, gooey neck. I'll just put uh, 
You Fast could, Fred on the back of the neck. You could wear a glove. Uh, yeah, I don't that would that be even included. worse. Yes, I'll have to put Fast Fred. An oven mitt. <laughs> oven mitt. Yeah. Fast Fred. Well, then how are you going to play? Exactly. you got to use Fast Fred or ah. baby powder. It's got to be super wet or it's got to be super powdery. Use both of them. Mm, no, you don't want to use both of them. <laughs> Bad, idea. Bad idea. Yeah. Todd, you? Yeah, I'm totally going to go with the parts caster and the and the Proco. Are you kidding me? That's, that's like... I got to tell you. Guitars anyway. I mean, <laughs> I'll be right at home, except for the single Let me tell single you something. I, I went, and I'll tell you why I went with what I what I went in an odd supper when I was with my first band ever had a young, a young kid, my 74 Gibson SG was crushed right before I went up to play. I wasn't smart enough to keep it in the case. Mm. So it got crushed. Something fell on it. Um, and I borrowed somebody's jazz master <laughs> and it had weak single coil pickup in the bridge and it ruined the sound of the band. It mm. totally ruined it. So there was what, nothing what exactly I could do. Crushed the guitar like a piece of Skylab. There or was something? a huge. It was a huge. <laughs> it a light box. Oh, a, a big light box came. It vibrated off the speakers. That'll do. And it, it just landed on the guitar and it crushed oh. the. Mm. Yep. It oh. was. It was very heartbreaking. I'll bet. And I used a single coil guitar, and it just it. It sound. It just we stopped in the middle of the set and said, we're really sorry. It's not working out. Yeah. Well, you it, know, it is we'll, funny because we'll he's back. saying it's a single coil bridge, but uh, none of us were probably thinking a, like a Telecaster bridge. A Telecaster bridge sounds great, but a strap bridge. I mean, yeah. Anyways. Uh, it was bad. It was just, especially if it's a low, never one, again, uh, never again. I, but that's where the, give me the one on rat fire with a humbucker in the bridge and I'll use it. A rat makes everything sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just covers yes. it up. I can be like, it ain't me. It's this stuff I'm using. I don't know. Maybe it yeah. needs a new battery. I'm really a good soloist. <laughs> uh, well, that was really fun. Thanks, Brucey, for sending that one in. Very clever. Very clever. Um, Tony, we got a uh, handful of people to thank, and then we're going to say, we're going to bid our friend Phil adieu. It sounds good. Well, this is certainly more than a handful of people to thank, because this is the part of the show where we say a special thank you to our executive producers. Yay! Now, our executive producers make the show possible, and how do you become one? Go over to Patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs check out a couple different levels that you can participate become a sponsor a patron of this very podcast Ooh, la, la. each level comes with some fantastic thank you gifts and uh but there's one thing more and what is that jared get to have your name read on the thing that's right as an executive producer you get your name read on the thing the can thing we do being that? this podcast can we do that right now i think we're gonna do it do it tony go ahead Alrighty. So special thanks to these executive producers. Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Jamalero, Bill Gola Guitar. John Esterly. Hey, uh, I know him. He's sitting right next yep. to me. 
Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Rich Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, and Michael Furman. That is correct. The Mundo. But wait, Todd, there's another group of executive oh, producers. Oh, yes. Tell me all about we it. We have to thank, 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 thank. These are our grand poobas. That's right. I, rem- I remember this group. I, ha- I was forced to take the stairs up to the penthouse because they were all crammed into one giant elevator. And well, I there is the o- only the one elevator that yes. works now. We have to get that. That's Yeah. John, do you know anything about elevators? Not at all. No. Other than Otis is basically the Cadillac of elevators. Yes. Otis. Yes. All right. Otis is the Cadillac. Keep going. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex mm-hmm. Matos, Michio Marikishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, <laughs> Brian Robison, uh, Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. S. Eddie Serratos and David Poe. That is correct. Now, I need to mention two things here real quick. Yes, Three man. things here real quick. Number one, one. Um, uh, for all of the Grand Poobahs, the jacuzzi is, uh, is closed down for a little bit because Jared snuck up there uh, last night and he thought that the giant barrel of cheese balls was actually bath salts. Uh, so we have to get that fixed. It'll be up and running again soon. I Two. also wanted to point out that T- Tim Nowak has been like releasing pedals like crazy. It's awesome. And we're, I'm just, I just wanted to throw that out. I was like, Bardic Audio Devices, check that stuff out, man. All kinds of crazy stuff coming out of that guy. Good job, Tim. What about number three? Number three is... Uh, all these people that we just mentioned, they are the ones who, like, if you go to an Instagram, we're like, hey, we're giving this stuff away. That's who this, that's who gets this stuff. So you got this clone clone, clone of a clone clone clone. 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 Uh, we're going to be giving that away. We just gave away two other pedals. We've got lots of great stuff that we're cooking up for, um, for our uh, patrons um, moving, you know, in, into the winter months. So, Things to be had, things to be gotten, things to get. Oh, Todd, number four? Yes. Don't eat the orange acid. Don't eat the orange acid, yes. Yes, or the, drink the orange water. Phil Robles. Yes. Thank you so much for being uh, on our show. For being. Thanks so much for being, Phil. Um, love him, thank you. But thank you for coming on the show and sharing your time with us. Sure, Thanks. And for making this super awesome Bambi pedal, where can people go find this thing? Oh, you know, just go to your uh, browser bar and uh, 
make people think you're looking up something wrong, go to <laughs> sexualfriends.com. Yes, use the pri- use the privacy one. Yeah. The- yeah. Go incognito. Incognito. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that, everybody. You don't have to do that. <laughs> it's a work it's a work safe. Um, yeah. or just find me on Instagram. Correct Amundo. Uh, and, uh, you got some, are you, are you kind of rolling with this pedal right now? You got some new things in the works or what are you doing? I got, uh, that and I got the Bambi and I've got a few more in the works. Uh, they're in the prototyping stage right now. Um, some things like a wah fuzz kind of thing, uh-huh. like a cop's wah. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, I've got another one that's supposed to be a kind of like frigid, um, icy distortion knee fuzz. <laughs> Buzz distortion kind of based around a 250 and an Ampeg Scrambler mix. Oh. Um, it's a very weird, icy kind of sound. Um, then what else am I doing? I'm also trying to recreate that old uh, synth drum that like Joy Division oh. uh, used to use. Yeah, the, <laughs> one, the, the one that they made. Yeah, so yeah. that's been on the back burner. Wow. Um, that's an Air 3. Uh, or a scenario for, I can't even remember. It's been that long since I opened the file. Uh, but yeah, I have a few things that are just like on the back burner that are coming. But right now, the Bambi and the baby. Sounds good. We'll get these while he's focused on them, everybody. Um, but also be be sure that, uh, uh, you, you know, you check out and, and, and keep paying attention to what he's up to. And um, please let us know as well, Phil, okay? So we can, uh, you know, help help that out. Thanks. Um, Let's see. Tony, where can people find you? Best place, go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have available for sale. But mostly what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email and let me know what you need and what you're trying to do. I will help you out. If you want to see something spectacular that he just made, check out our Instagram or the Valentino's Ah, Instagram. Ah, that's right. I posted that up, uh, the V, what we did with the V and the thing. Uh, looks awesome. That's pretty yeah, sweet. That's it's it. pretty that sweet. Is, that's about as custom of a guard as you. <laughs> that's a pretty custom one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, where can people find you? So best place to find me is on Instagram at rarebuzzer. That's rarebuzz with an E-R at the end. Uh, website's the same. Um, 1970 series is being dropped as we speak. So if you like affordable, cool pedals, check them out. Brilliant. That's it. That. Can't go wrong with affordable and cool. Jared, where can people find you? Okay, Porky, I would like anyone that would like to drop me a line to find me on Instagram, Brandon, and you'll see that I support the Valentinos, the Valentinos band, the Valentino. Oh, very cool. Very nice of you. Uh, let's no, see seriously. <laughs> No, drop me a line about anything, and yes, of course I do support Valentino. Oh, thanks. You can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We would love to hear from you. Send us your would you rather's, your hopes, your dreams, whatever else you got on your mind. We'd be happy to discuss and or share it with the rest of the folks. And also, please go check out my band, The Valentinos, on Instagram. And uh, out there on Spotify and everything, we got all the got all the stuffs out there. Uh, big giant thanks one more time to Phil, our new friend out in the LA area, creator of the Bambi pedal. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Hey everybody, have a fantastic oh, guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Cult yeah. oh, friends. Okay.
Oh, Sandy, baby. I like that. It sounds like it. it it's it sounds like innocent, and then it gets angry at the end. <laughs> but you know what happens yeah, when you assume? Ran across my yard. I can't join. Desperado. Uh, I was trying to sweep, and the broom was too full of lint, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Tony's so loud. Hey, so loud. You got him. Did you get him all out? Todd's, Todd's losing his hair over here. It's you, Jared. You're still super spiky, bro. Test one, two. Test one, two, three. Speaking voice. I have to redry my sheets because they were wadded up in the dryer. <laughs> uh, I had cinnamon toast crunch, and I drank the milk with all the sugar in it. Hey. Don't be so enthusiastic <laughs> or come across this microphone and strangle you. <laughs> so we have a lot of voices in the room. Let's just make sure as Not we Not as many are in my head. I, I, and, and Tony's extra loud. Happens to yeah, everybody. totally. That's <laughs> I can't so, join the show because my I broke my thumb and now I can only count to four. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Um, and away we go. Why wouldn't I be able to join if a skunk ran across my yard? Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.